Live from Parts Unknown, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. same um you know seahawks will never be the same without p carroll it's been an incredible 14 year run um you know i was shocked i thought that he was going to have one more one more year but i guess life moves on uh tanner instant instant reactions to to seahawks and p carroll parting ways yeah well similar to what you said you know the Seahawks, they were, for so many years, the 80s, the 90s, they were just this also-ran franchise, Pete breathed life into the franchise. I mean, you would never forget the domination of the Broncos and that cold New York evening, the greatness of Russell Wilson. I mean, just so many great uh, memories. And I know they didn't quite reach that height, but really 14 years of consistent, competitive, fun Football. Um, I know you've been you've talked about on this podcast the issues of the Seahawks the past few years, and I know it's not a complete surprise, but it's still a shock. And um, like you said, I don't know if we'll see a coach like Pete a again in the Seahawks franchise. I know that you know it goes it goes beyond the wins and losses. He was the you know the greatest coach in, in Seahawks history, and uh, maybe the 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 best coach to ever have co- coached in Seattle in any professional sport, but he was just a really good, a really good dude. I mean, he, he was, he was so, so positive. It's something that I think each of us can learn, not, you know, just, um, you know, not just football, but in life in general, he just always, no matter what was going on, he always saw the good in people and had this positive attitude and then, of of course, there was the the Seahawk uh, victories. So I just think um, when when it came down to it, I think ownership um, they they saw the defense the last couple of years, um, you know, not being able to stop the run, and they they just felt that they wanted to give their general manager an opportunity to to hire a, a younger coach and hopefully turn the defense around but i mean it's still i was hoping pete would get one more year but you know i guess life moves on 
yeah yeah it's it's shocking i mean like you said um it was just always a fun team to root for because you know you just knew the head coach was a good guy you know he wasn't going to do or say anything crazy you know the players love to play for him um I mean, you know, we've just watched a lot of Seahawks football these past few years, and I think everything you said is true. I mean, the defense just, it just could never get back anywhere close, really, to the heights of the start of the Pete Carroll era. Um, so I know it's a business. I know, um, you know, we're seeing that across the league with the recent downfall of the great Bill uh, Belichick. It's a tough business, but it's a sad day. It's a sad day. I think um, even if it's the right decision overall, I still think it's a sad day for us Seahawks fans. For sure. And bringing up Bill Belichick, you know, the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. And, you know, the Patriots kind of shoved him out the, out the door. Six Super Bowl titles. But um, the difference between Bill and Pete, I mean, Bill was, was ruthlessly efficient. I mean, he was... He was so good. Um, there will never be a coach, is a genius like Bill Belichick. But um, to Pete's credit, last night he went out partying with a whole bunch of current Seattle players and, and even Russell Wilson. They, they were all partying and celebrating. Um, Pete, I don't think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are, got to get, are getting together tonight in Foxborough. To, uh, to throw down some pops. No, and, and that was great to see because, you know, it feels like past month has just been gloomy for uh, Russell Wilson, for Pete Carroll. So, um, I don't know. I think it would be a lot of fun. I wonder if those two are ever hooking up a reunion on some team for a final run. That, that, that could be fun. That, that, would be, that would be a lot of fun. And, you know, there was a whole Russell Wilson getting traded last year and you know i think the media made more out of their their differences than than there were i think it was both time for them both to move move on but you know at the end of the day both players will you know be in the seahawk uh, ring of honor and you know they'll you know both forever be you know seahawk seahawk greats the best coach and the best quarterback in in seahawk history so um, it's good to see. Good to see that uh, you know the players showed a lot of respect and sending them off the right way. And I would just for any coaches or quarterbacks. Um, I know I'm I'm from the Denver area, but I'm not a Broncos guy. I would say think hard before moving to uh, Denver because that franchise seems to be a black hole for <laughs> great uh, coaches and uh, quarterbacks. So. I think they might be becoming the new uh, Cleveland Browns, so I'd advise Don't stay do away. It. Stay away from oh. stay away from the ponies. Um, well, speaking of uh, you know greatness, um, recently you were you visited the city of London and you were uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the uh, official. Um, Premier League team of the KNA Sports Picks podcast. Oh, uh, so, so what were your? I'd love to hear what your takeaways from from your match experience. Yeah, well, I mean, all the way back when I chose my Premier League team, you know, I'm a Yank, so I wasn't born in 
leads or don't have this diehard family uh, connection to any Premier League team. So I could choose any team, but I always wanted to choose a team in uh, London because, you know, it was a pipe dream. I, you know, as a fan, you one day dream of going to your, you know, going to your team's game, cheering them on. And I always thought if I chose a team in uh, London, I'd have the best chance. And so I chose Tottenham. I think all our loyal listeners remember when I asked uh, Arsenal and Tottenham to give me their pitch for why I should be a fan. And the only um, email I got was from uh, Tottenham. So I think that Arsenal is just very snobby and stuck up and obviously didn't want my uh, fandom. So I went with uh, Tottenham. And then several years later, I I, uh, did it. I went to... Uh, London, and I saw Tottenham versus Everton on December 3rd, or December 23rd. Um, I took the train ride, so Tottenham's up in North uh, London, so I took the train from a big uh, central station and rode for about 30 uh, minutes. It was packed with other Tottenham fans uh, going there. Um, The atmosphere around the stadium, it was just electric you know were some of the most recent singing before like in the train and outside the stadium were there because that's one of the things i enjoy seeing oh, is, yeah. is the yeah the english they chants. had they had um a band that went around the uh, stadium a brass band and played songs and all the fans would sing those songs and gather and raise their pints <laughs> i had a pint of beer and a meat pie um great nice. concession food um, for a British football match. Um, and then right before a uh, kickoff, they, they didn't do any noise, anything uh, over the uh, PA um, system. All, uh, all uh, 60,000 Tottenham fans, they sung in a unison when the Spurs go uh, marching in. Um, and that was just one of those moments, you know, 60,000 people singing at once, no other sound. It's seconds before the, the, uh, kickoff I had goosebumps you know just being there and that's the thing about the game the fans are just so passionate you know you sometimes go to baseball or basketball games in the U.S. and you know how they have all the little on-field events there's right. the dot races there's the there's all everyone's at the concession people might have gotten uh, tickets through work you know Usually I'll go to a Colorado uh, Rockies game in the summer and about half of the um, fans there aren't even uh, watching the game. They might just be talking to their friends or taking pictures. But everyone there from the first minute was dialed in. You know, every good pass would get an applause. If the other team made a run and looked like they might have a clear shot on goal, there was a gasp and everyone held their breath. Um, So it was just 60,000 people were just dialed into every kick of the ball. So, so how was it made it quite fun. You've been to uh, Luminum Field, Seahawks Stadium, um, you know, a few, few years back. As far as the noise level when, when Tottenham scored, can, can you equate it for our Amer- American football fans, the, the noise when Tottenham scored? Well, and I will give credit. I think, you know, I'd say the atmosphere at the Tottenham match was I've so so I've been to a Seahawks and a a Cowboys game and the atmosphere was much closer to a Seahawks game where just everyone was dialed in from the first play um I'd say the noise level when they scored I'd say it was close in the Seahawks stadium when they scored that game-winning touchdown and um when when we went to our game a few years back yeah um 
you know, just being in soccer, there's two, there were two Tottenham goals the entire game. So when it does uh, happen, there's just so much noise. It's just, there's this relief and this break of uh, tension that you can feel all across the, uh, the, the um, stadium and all 60,000 people just get up and they're screaming and high-fiving and it's just um, ecstasy for a few uh, minutes and it was really fun because at this game Tottenham scored two uh, early goals um, and the stadium was just erupting and everyone thought they were going to win 4-0, 5-0 but then (laughs) the last hour that they didn't do much and it was um, it was um, it was um, Everton who had more of the uh, chances. So it was one of those nervy games. It ended up right. being two one, and the last ten minutes were there was just so much tension in the stadium. Everyone was nervous. Fans were starting to get upset because they thought Tottenham was asleep at the wheel. So people started yelling British insults from the top of the stands at the players, telling them to get it in gear. So that, um, that's something very interesting that I, I found um, with, with uh, the English Premier League is that not only do, do fans you know, expect their team to win, but they expect them to, to play artistically. Like the, the, even if they win, if they're yeah. not playing, um, you know, possessing the, the ball or making good passes, you know, if it's just kind of choppy. They can win and 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 still be upset because because it didn't look artistically pleasing. And Tottenham has a reputation of playing very open, attacking football. They've had a long history of great strikers, of great goal scorers. Um, so when they play defensive, when they play conservative, the fans get quite upset. Um, so like you say, you know, in the I think it can often be in especially in the um, NFL, just win. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't right. matter what the score is. You could win 6-3 to three or 62-3. You know, you just want to win. But I think you're right. I think in, these clubs have these identities for how they, they, they um, play, um, and the fans really get locked into those I, I, I identities. And it was a tight match, but... When the final uh, whistle blew and Tottenham won two one, the whole stadium once again started singing. There right. was dancing. I'd say a lot of people stayed for the next twenty uh, minutes, just soaking up the atmosphere, celebrating the win. Um, and then I took the train ride back. So if anyone's on the fence, I'd say it's definitely a must go for a sports fan, even if you don't like soccer or even if you don't like sports. Just the people watching, the intensity. I mean. I've just never been anywhere where 60,000 humans are so dialed in for two hours mm. on one thing. Um, and there's just this, such this group mind and passion. And there were people from all over the world. Um, Tottenham star, young men's son is from, um, is from South Korea. So there were a lot of people from Korea. There were people from Eastern Europe. There were people who had lived in Tottenham for since the early 20th century. While it was, you know, while it's based in Britain, it really felt like this global e event with everyone coming to uh, to to together. Uh, and my meat pie was only five pounds, which is really I think cheaper than a lot of you a lot of uh, U.S. stadium food. Yeah, I think uh, um, 
CK and I went to the uh, actually Pete Carroll's last home game at Lumen Field a couple weeks ago against the Steelers. And I think I remember, um, it's a good thing we brought a, a bottle to fill up with water, but I think the water was about eight bucks. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, the, the beer was about five pounds too. So it was pretty. So you hear that, God. folks. Excellent, excellent report. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And uh, maybe with all our listeners, we, we will organize a, a trip out, out, to, oh. out to London for, uh, for next season. So, um, you know, reach, reach out to us at knampicks at gmail.com if you're interested next year of making a, a, a road trip road trip to London to catch a, um, Tottenham Spurs, the official Premier League team of the KNA Sports Picks podcast. And if I ever lived in uh, London, I would get season uh, tickets. Yes. Yes. It was that fun. So speaking speaking of uh, football, we'll switch over to American American football. So the, the playoffs start. And, and before we, we talk about our, our picks or our pronostication for what's coming up in the, in the 2024 playoffs, um, must uh, give you kudos for your Ravens pick at the beginning of the year. Thank you. I probably pick I pick the Seahawks Seahawks every year. Um, so that didn't turn out as well as I I thought it would could be. I think I even had the the Patriots um, making the playoffs. So um, it was not a good year for my picks. Well, I think I said if Lamar Jackson could stay. Fits for the whole uh, season, and he certainly he's had a banner year. So, so, so. Are, are are you riding the Raven the Raven train, or in well, the you, uh, AFC? Yeah. You know, I had some downtime over Christmas, and I saw the Dolphins uh, Ravens game. And man, when the Ravens are locked in, they I think they're one of the best football teams in the league in the past few years, not just this year. I mean, they, I have a hard time seeing anyone stopping that offense. And the Miami Dolphins are a good, uh, foot, are a good uh, football team, but it felt like one of those games where the University of uh, Texas was playing Rice, where, you know, they were, it just felt like they were toy that, that the uh, Ravens were toying with the uh, Dolphins. So, if they bring that to the playoffs, I just can't see how they're not going to win the um, AFC. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't see anyone beating the the, uh, the Ravens. Um, I think if any team would would uh, upset the Ravens, it it, it would be the Bills. Uh, yeah. the, the Bills have, have really turned it turned it on um, since firing coordinator. Um, their offense, their offense is is back back clicking. Josh Allen is is incredible, and you know he's had really good playoff performances. Um, yeah, I like the, the the Bills in the second round beating the um, the Chiefs. Uh, I think that yeah. the the Chiefs are um, nowhere near with what they have been in the last few years. So I do see a Bills. Uh, Ravens, but that Ravens defense, I, you know, I watched the uh, them play the the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Seahawks, and I'm really impressed with the Ravens defense. So I definitely have to go with the Ravens. I'm rooting for the Texans. I mean, I would love fun. to see uh, all Texas 
uh, Super Bowl, the Texans and the Cowboys. How great would that be? And I think the Browns, um, it's been a great story for the, for the Browns, too. I know there's been a lot of suffering in, uh, in that neck of the woods as far as sports. So it's great to see them have a good football uh, season. But yeah, the Houston Texans, that has to be one of the shocks of the year. Yeah, um, it shows great you for the city of Houston. when you get the quarterback position right, and they 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 got two things right. They they got the um, per, a personnel guy from New England, Casario, and and he uh, became the GM of the Texans. And you can see what he left the draft, the the Patriots drafts the last few years. But he nailed C.J. Stroud. And how about the yeah. Panthers passing on C.J. Stroud and taking um, Young um, number one? I mean that was, yeah. that was that was crazy. I thought it was crazy at the time, and I still think it's crazy because um, you know he he's not as good a passer. He doesn't have as good as strong as arm as Stroud. Plus, he's much he's much smaller and fragile, where where Stroud you know can absorb more of the hits. Well, just a huge credit because I just seem like there's such a gloom over the uh, Texans franchise two years back, just after the whole. Sean Watson yeah. experience blew up and just it seemed like that there was just inept coaching, inept uh, leadership. And they, yeah, to your, uh, you know, I have to give huge, huge props because they really have turned things around and brought really fun football back to uh, Houston, back to uh, Houston. And I don't think very many people had them at this point, but I think they have a good shot to upset the, uh, Browns, like I, I you said. So. Um, I think they'll beat the Browns because when you look at it, at Flacco versus Stroud, you got to go, you know, and it's in Houston, so definitely there. Speaking about all Texas Super Bowl, do you think the Cowboys have a shot of winning the NFC? Well, it, <laughs> I would love to say yes because similar to how you think the, these aren't the same Chiefs, I. Well, I think the 49ers are a good football team. I certainly don't see them as an invincible team the way I see the uh, Ravens. Um, what I – it's so hard to say with the Cowboys. I mean, this season they've just been up and down. I mean, they played a great game against the Detroit Lions. They closed out the season really well. But then they're also liable to just – like they played against the Bills, just not play well at all. I mean – Dak Prescott was having an MVP type year, then he faded, then he bounced back. So, I mean, I think here's the thing as someone who's followed the Cowboys, I've seen them go to the divisional round, I think seven, seven or eight times, I think seven, six or seven times in my lifetime. And each time, no matter if it's been on the road or at home, they've lost. And they never seem to beat the Green Bay uh, Packers in the um, playoffs. So just, I just can't pick them. <laughs> I think the Cowboys always find ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of um, of um, victory. Do you see them um, going to the NFC Championship? I do. I, I think it will be similar to last year, though, where they just run into a better, more experienced 49ers team. Um, Dak Prescott makes a few mistakes, um, and I don't think they can get over the hump. Yeah, I really, 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 really want to pick the, the <laughs> Cowboys uh, to go to the Super Bowl. 
Um, but I I don't know. So if 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 the game if the game was was um, back in Texas, I I would pick them. But being out being out in San Francisco, um, NFC Championship game against the 49ers, um, as much as I hate it, I have to go go with the uh, with the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. I think they they just seem to show up a little more in the uh, playoffs. Um, and like I said, I'd love. I hope. I think we both hope we're wrong. We'd love to see Dallas finally return to the uh, Super Bowl. I know Jerry Jones is getting up there, so I'm sure that's what he wants too. <laughs> One more return to the. Um, but I. Until proven otherwise, I just don't know if it's a team that can win the big game. Yeah, if they do make it to the NFC Championship game against the 49ers, it will be their first NFC Championship game since 1995. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, so like I said, I've seen them just lose. I've seen them lose to the 49ers, the Rams, the Packers. Yeah, so it would be interesting if Detroit, hopefully Detroit beats the Rams. So, um, you know, if form holds, it would be Detroit and Dallas in um, in Texas for the right to to face off against the 49ers. So that that would be interesting. And this is this is going to be uh, Goff's uh, revenge game against against the uh, Rams who jettison him. Um, That's right. So they could pick up Matthew Stafford. So hopefully um, the Lions, the Lions can beat the Rams. The NFL's favorite team. The NFL always tries, tries and to figure out ways how they can screw other teams to get their beloved Rams in in um, position to move on to the playoffs. Oh, the Rams! The Rams. Bye. All right. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think we both have the Ravens and the 49ers. Who, yep. who, who are you picking to win? I'm picking the Ravens. Um, that was my pick at the start of the year. They've done, they have done uh, nothing to prove me wrong. I think Lamar Jackson is hungry. I think the entire team is loaded, well-coached, and ready. So I think it will be a hardball. We'll have a hardball champion in the NFL and a Harbaugh champion in college foot and college foot. So that should be a fun. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. So John Harbaugh technically would have, would have, uh, would one up Jim Harbaugh, you know, because the NFL Super Bowl trophy trumps the, um, that's true. College, yeah. college championship. So yeah, I'm also going, I'm also going with the, with the Ravens. You can't have the 49ers win another Super Bowl. Can't have it. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our famous list listener um, questions. Um, so we we have one from, from um, a great fan of the show, CK, from Northern Washington. And she asked that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of groundswell for having age limits uh, for politicians. What to? What's the position of the KNA Sports Picks podcast on having having an age limit for for football coaches? I I think that it is a good idea. I don't know if the, you know 
I guess you could run into you could run into legal issues. I guess if you make people retire at certain ages, but and I don't want to be ageist because I think you know football is a game where there's such an accumulation of wisdom. But I think by the mid seventies, I mean, one, I'm just surprised. You know, I would not want to be running an NFL franchise or a college football team in my mid. 70s working 60 to 70 hours a week the stress of the travel the media interviews you know i'd rather be reading great books drinking great wine relaxing in a beautiful place so i just don't understand really the urge to keep doing this incredibly stressful job well into your 70s um but i think there are a lot of coaches that hang on for too long um an example I'm thinking actually isn't in football, but I think it's in the NBA, Greg uh, Popovich, one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, won five titles with the San Antonio Spurs, truly a great coach. He's still coaching the Spurs, and I think they have they have been atrocious for four or five years now, but the franchise is just stuck in this holding pattern. Um I think that's where the Patriots were headed. I think maybe the Seahawks were headed that way too. I think I say to these coaches, just go, go golf, fish, read great books. I think it's just the mental capacity to run a football team. It's like, essentially it's like running, being the CEO of a large um, organization. I think people tend to peak in their sixties. I think that's a great time frame to be a coach. But I think once you get to the seventies, eighties, that's too much. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that, yeah, seventies is a little too old for, for coaching. Um, but I would not want, uh, an age limit for coaching. And and this is where I think that, that sports and politics different because sports, you have an owner, um, and the owners incentivize, for, for winning and bring fans in. So the owner can fire, fire coach. And we've seen that with, with Belichick and we've seen that with Pete Carroll, but as unfortunately for politicians, once they get elected, we can't fire them. <laughs> They're in there until, until their term is over. So I don't know about necessarily an age limit for politicians, but I sure would like a dementia test for, for our politicians. Uh, I, uh, and I would say, I think for coaches too, I wouldn't be a fan of a hard limit just because like, I feel like I could get into legal trouble for saying that, <laughs> um, I could probably a team would run afoul of some laws, but I would just more have a come to Jesus moment with both these coaches and yeah. these politicians. Once they get into their mid seventies, I would just say, you know, I know you get a lot of your identity about being a coach about being a politician, but just for your own good, for everyone's good, go see your family, go read a book, go up to the Catskills or yeah. buy a home and sit or go, you know, go to a retirement home and, and nice parts of a Phoenix and the uh, suburbs of a Phoenix, just enjoy your life. But clinging on to this powerful position, you, you know, you're just grasping at straws and, I think probably a lot of them, there's a fear of death. So I would more have my, I would probably have a gathering of all of these old coaches and politicians and just say, look, you know, maybe do a, you know, have Sam uh, Harris come and just kind of do a, a, 
a, a meditation on death than just say you have to let go. You have to let go sometimes. So. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, like you like you said that these are stressful positions. Whether you're head coach of a football team or you're a politician, um, and um, you know when you reach an advanced stage like that, it's probably it's a good thing to step aside. There are lots of jobs that um, that you could do at that age that are not 60, 80, 80 hour a week, week top of jobs, which um, politician or, or head football coach would do. Um, but I can confirm here at no matter what age, I do not think I will be the head coach of a football team or <laughs> run for elected office. <laughs> yeah, me either. No, thank you. Um, so our next question is, um, who is this? Who is this question from? Oh, this is from Jeff B in Seattle. And Jeff, Jeff wants to know, he said, Hey, uh, recently I've seen on Amazon that the Stanley cups have been going for a crazy amount of money for like 70 to a hundred dollars. Um, they used to be kind of like this blue collar, you know, um, uh -huh. drinking cup. And for some reason, you know, they, these pastel colors of Stanley Cups have, have become r really popular. Even with even with guys want want these pink Stanley Cups that there's been lines in front of retail stores and you know bidding wars on eBay for these pastel Stanley Cups. So he wanted to know, is there anything that you would wait in line for hours to purchase at an exorbitant price? Well, my my first response was going to be no, but then I remembered the. I think the only thing I've waited in line for was for hours was when the Harry Potter book came out. But I would caveat by saying, well, I waited in line. I don't know if you went with went with me. I was pretty young, but they made that into an event. Like everyone was dressed up as wizards and witches, and there were drinks and food and games. So it was kind of a fun festivities. So I was going to say, maybe if there was a book franchise that I loved and they were coming out for a new book and it was more like a party-like atmosphere. But besides that, no. I, you know, I think that we overvalue money and undervalue time. And my, that's five or six hours of my life I'm not getting back. So I would just buy the knockoff version um, and call it a day and use those five or six hours to maybe read a good book and drink some wine. I agree with you. There, there's um, not much I would wait in line for hours and hours. I think the only thing that I would is maybe Franklin's Barbecue. I mean, for, for good barbecue, I think uh, that is is about the only thing that I would, I would wait in line, you know, because like um, – Franklin's. We 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 need to uh, see if we we can't get them as a sponsor of the show. Uh, but you know their briskets and their ribs. Um, you know it's it's worth worth the wait in line. So that's that's I, about it. Well, I like that. I think meat is always. I would say too is one of the few things where I would wait. But for a cup, for no. Beanie Baby, no, <laughs> not not gonna do it. 
Okay, our last question is uh, from Mork, who's from the planet Orc. And he said that uh, recently some of his fellow aliens have been spotted at a shopping mall in Florida. And he's a little, he's a little confused why his, his partners, his uh, fellow aliens, would, would, that would the first thing that they would be visiting is a shopping mall. So he wants to know if we have any recommendation for future aliens to come, come visit, what would be the first thing that they should come visit? Uh, my thought about, you know, if I'm, I, was, I was, you know, advising, if I was an alien advisor, you know, where, where they should go when they, they come to Earth, I, I had two thoughts. One is that they've been traveling, so they've been traveling a long time. They're probably pretty hungry. They're probably really tired of, of the, um, the space food that they have to eat. So to, uh, I, would, I would highly recommend uh, New York Pizza. There is a pizza place, Ultimate Pizza, on 57th Street that I would recommend that they would, they would stop, you know, to quench their purse. And then I would recommend them go to a Seahawks game because it's, it, it would be a good venue to, for them to see, you know, um, like kind of like you were talking about um, the Tottenham game, you know, 60,000 people, you know, cheering in a peaceful, uh, fun, fun manner. So I think it would give them a really good view of how humans can come come together in a peaceful way. Yeah, well, I think that's a great answer. I think that the aliens would be grateful. Great pizza, great football. Um, I, you know, thinking along similar lines, I always know when I go for a long road trip, I don't know how long it takes these them to get to earth but i assume it's a very long time you know my legs are always stiff and you feel like you've been inside you've been in this small spaceship for just so long i think one of the best things then to do would be to go for a walk you know stretch some legs get some fresh air um and actually my recent time in hamburg uh, germany i know some great parks that i'd uh, recommend where you know they could stretch out their legs they could see the greenery they could see forests and lakes um so i would take them i think i took you when you were in uh, hamburg to uh, stadt park um and just go for a nice stroll kind of get some nice outside air um and then i i was actually going to go on a similar way and say that they should go to a tottenham game um, um but maybe to be a bit different. I would actually say I think that they should go to an airport um, because I think if they're curious about humanity, you know, you see the best and worst of humanity at an airport. Huh. You know, you see maybe spouses reunited after a year apart at the arrivals area. So you see that sweetness. You see people having meltdowns at the ticket counter because their flights delayed. Um, you see, you know, our fast food, you see all our books in the bookstore, you just see the full range of human emotions at an airport. So I think that would give them a good sense of our highs and lows as a species. Yeah, 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 I like it. I think the, the airport is a, is a fascinating, fascinating place. Uh, you, see, you see all the good and the bad, the good and the bad of humanity. Um, yeah, I think, and plus it would give them a, a way to see uh, our Earth technology. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they, they could 
I wonder what they think of our Boeing planes and our... with the uh, the doors falling off. I think uh, if the if the aliens have made it made it to Earth, I think they figured figured out how to uh, tighten the plugs and for their their uh, doors not not to fall off. Because if the doors would would fall off in um, you know mid space coming to Earth, I I don't think they would reach reach the Earth. That's true. Yes. Well, TK, is uh, always, it's a it's, uh, great pleasure to catch up and, um, uh, you know, discourse on um, professional sports arena. Do you have any, yeah. uh, any final, final thoughts for our listeners? Well, you know, NFL playoffs are always a fun time, and I know it's always a fun stretch because we kind of can um, um, just any team. Any team is still alive. So if you're a Texans fan, if you're a Cowboys fan, just forget what I said. Cheer loudly for your team this uh, this uh, weekend and on any given Sunday. You it all it could be your team. So you never know. Yep, we're both picking Ravens and uh, 49ers, but we're hoping hoping for a Texas Super Bowl. I like it. All right, go Hawks! As go always. Hawks! Go Pete Carroll! You know, um, thank thank you for the memories, Pete.